Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a fresh-faced first-timer. I'm Kaki. And I'm Kay. And this is the story So, so Farscape. Farscape. The story So Farscape saw our hero John Crichton, an American astronaut, shot through a wormhole into some distant part of the universe on a ship. A living ship. Yes. Chased by a mad military commander. Who we haven't seen anything of in a little while. No, it's been quite a few episodes since he's made a uh, appearance. I mean, we've had some mad military commanders. We get another right. heckin' mad military commander this time. Ah, right? he's not. I wouldn't call him heckin' mad. He's, like, pretty... Um, on the eyes, definitely, yeah. yeah well, well, he's definitely pretty on the eyes. But I was going to say, he's like, he seems to be quite sensible for a uh, commander, even by peacekeeper standards. True. Yeah. But yes, uh, uh, on the ship with his compatriots, Royal Rigel... Uh, the Royal Pain. The yes. Royal Pain, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Tentacles Dargo, uh, the, the Luxon warrior with his uh, beautiful bra- uh, beard breeds. Uh, beads? Beard, beard braids. Beard braids. There Thank we you. go. Jeez, that's a, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, at least he doesn't have beads in his braid beards. Oh, no, he doesn't. Uh, although he has that weird little thing at his at the bottom of his chin tentacles, which I'm always wondering if it's like part of him or if it's just like one of those little ring I thingies know. holding it together. Yeah. It's like, maybe it's just like, like a chastity like belt a, for his chin tentacles. I was going to say napkin holder. <laughs> and of course, the beautiful Zahn, which I really have to find a different way of describing her other than beautiful, but she is stunning. She's serene. She's, um, uh, I think she's motherly, motherly in a way. But yes, although occasionally she has a bit of a rough side, which she occasionally oh, yeah. shows. Of course, Erin, uh, the uh, the peacekeeper, who's also uh, uh, now thrown in her lot with the uh, fugitives. And altogether on the living ship Moya under the uh, uh, stewardship, because not exactly command, of a no, uh, uh, pilot. pilot. And of course the new arrival, Cheney. Chiana. Chiana. No, you'll Chaney. Get, you, you'll yes. Get a, no, it's not, it's, it's, it's not like... Uh, no, you're thinking of Cheney from Siege Tabr in uh, Right, yes, uh, in that's, that's must, that must be the one that's confusing me. Yeah, because she's also yes. got that, uh, uh, that far, yeah. She's I the, liked her in this episode. She's like... Does, is yes. The, the actress, is she like uh, trained as a dancer or something? Do you know anything like that? I have... Okay, I'm pretty sure that, that yes, yes, yes. <laughs> just the way she moves, the way she... I like, know. It's like she's like escaped from cats and it's just... Yeah. Oh, she's really playing up the, 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 the feline sort right, of yeah. aspect of her of her character. Always got these, these stances, climbing on things, knees bent, ready to pounce. But also her outfit and like her hair is like fuzzy and she's got the, like the fuzzy... Uh, the fuzzy uh, shoulder pads. Yeah, the fuzzy yeah. shoulder pads. And like, it's, yeah, she just put a tail on her and she she do very well in cats <laughs> As a Burmese or something. It's what would her name be? Oh, um, oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> okay, no. Oh, that's putting me on the spot. Uh, no, it's 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 actually impossible. Like I was going, oh, it could be something fun, like Bumble Teaser. Bumble Teaser is probably one, isn't it? Uh, Rumple Teaser is the one. Oh, Rumple Teaser. Yeah. See, yeah, okay. Bum- so there's Bumbleina and there's Rumple Teaser. <laughs> you so can you're... think of these crazy names, and yes. then they turn out to actually have been in, in the cats, poem on yes. which the musical is based. The musical which does not have a plot. It is no. just a series of cats singing about how they're, but, how but they're that, cats. Yes, but, that's, but it's based, it's based upon different short little poems about particular cats. Jellicle uh, ones. Yes, they're rather small. Uh, yeah, okay, so this was revealed to me recently. Okay, the, the, the format of the podcast is completely changing. <laughs> Jellicle apparently means dear little. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. That is a sort of uh, a bastardization of that. Oh, okay, it seems cute. I mean, they're, they're like cute little alley dear cats. Little cats, yeah. yeah. And well, of course, not all of them. You've got uh, the uh, the big one, Buster Jones. He's a twenty-five pounder, I believe. He's described in the. Uh, in the po- Would that be Dargo? Hey, Ooh. no, hang on, hang on. Podcast paused.
is everyone cats? Oh, that's, here. I mean, that's an interesting one. No, I'd say Dargo is probably more like... Um, I'm thinking really fluffy. Rum I'm thinking Tum-tugger. one of those... Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. He's Rum Tum Tugger. Um, oh, my God. Erin. I mean, she's a Siamese, right? Ooh, probably. Uh, so that would... Uh, I think Bombolina is a, is a Siamese. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that could work. And then uh, have John as Monkus Trap. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I'm feeling Mr. Mistopheles. I'm, I'm feeling that he's yeah. like the, the the young kid on the block with a lot of potential. Okay. That people come to believe in. Right. That makes sense. And yeah. he look great in a little bow tie and he's super cute. He would. Yes. A little insecure about it as well. Gosh, also, this is actually. Holy shit, Farscape is cats. (laughs) Also traditionally the best dancer in the troupe, at least the best male dancer, because he's got his routine, which is quite uh, a challenging. Oh, yeah, he he has to do the 119 pirouettes. Yes, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Don't see uh, our... uh, What's the name of the Ben Browder. Ben, ben Browder, Browder yeah. doing that. I don't see Ben doing that, but... Eh, yeah. uh, he doesn't mind fan fiction. Fair enough. Oh, who's the um, who's the prophetess in uh, in Cats? Because that would be Zan, right? Yes, well, there's no real prophetess type. Oh, she thing. has the final song and, and everything oh. is... Everyone oh, is singing to that's, her. That's, uh, no, you're thinking of his... Uh, oh, m- it's Mr. Old Deuteronomy. Du- old Deuteronomy, I was yes. thinking of, who was played by uh, uh, Judy Dench in the new Cats right, film, which yes. I adore. Uh, it was very... It was a cute film. <laughs> I know, very... Very few people they, they kind of missed the mark a little bit here and there, but it's. I was just sitting there in the cinema, the nearly empty cinema next to you, happily wiggling, just thinking they made this whole movie just for, <laughs> for me, me to yeah. enjoy. <laughs> but okay, sorry. Ooh, ooh. Back to the wormhole. Yes. Uh, uh, and back to and back to file. Well, one more. One more, Rigel. Rigel. What about Raj? Oh, who do whom he is? Yeah, he's uh, a little cat too. He would be have to be. Um, he's be? Uh, he's sne- oh he's one of the what is it? it M- Mungo Jerry and the other one. Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser. Or I was more thinking he would be the. Um, I'm a gra- little, sort of little scamps. Can either have him be Growl Tiger or maybe um, he doesn't have the authority. Growl Tiger. Oh, he'd like to think so. So he'd yeah, like, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, and oh, maybe uh, Gus. Gus, yes, the sort of old, faded, weak, one, yes, nostalgic yeah, in work. my day. Yeah. When I was a dominar. Yes, before I was disposed. <laughs> disposed, okay. So, um, well, hopefully we haven't... Uh, uh, hopefully we have just triggered a whole wave of new fan art for Farscape. So, this is not a Cats podcast, this is a Farscape podcast. Well, well let's, let's do our best and see, and see how well we manage, because it's all I can think... I mean, we have already described Moya as a space cat who likes to lounge true. in sunbeams. True, true, true. I mean, there's lots of sunbeams around in open space, usually. Yeah. Especially if you're near a star system, but yeah. Um, okay, okay. Whew, whew. So, this week we are talking about episode... Uh, 118, 118, A Bug's Life. Yes. In which special forces with black ghost allure make Moya go viral. A host-hopping bug <laughs> throws a wrench in Moya's first cosplay convention. Red leather, black leather, I can handle big. <laughs> Thank you again to everyone on Twitter who helped put together this completely incomprehensible but 100% correct uh, 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 synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this episode, oh, it's fantastic. It's about a group of peacekeepers from a damaged marauder who board Moya, uh, and the crew pretends to be a peacekeeper prison vessel, yes. like Moya originally was. Well, uh, it starts off with a, a disconcerting scene. Wait, oh, I would let's, call, oh, let's get the oh, theme music. Prepare to stop 
Okay, now go. Okay. So it starts off with a rather disconcerting scene in which Dargo is being chained up by Zahn, and he's clearly unhappy about it. He's oh, like, he's yeah. been going on about, like, I will not be captured again in the past, and he is, like, very reluctantly agreeing to uh, be was, uh, imprisoned again. It broke my heart seeing yes. him, him going through this. And, of course, I mean, for Zahn as well, like... We don't even get to, to sympathize with her trauma no, because, because she's, she, she's the one who's like carrying it, carrying it for everybody else. Exactly. Uh, we also know to see if, uh, the first time that uh, Dargo's uh, chest rings are in uh, use. And so I'm wondering, it's Gosh. like, were they put in place to keep him captive? And is he just keeping them? Or is it something that was a Luxon thing and uh, so that they uh, just misappropriated for keeping him tied up? There, uh, uh, they were they were inserted by the peacekeepers oh, yeah. to uh, uh, to chain and enslave him. Interesting like, that he kept them then, maybe as a right? mark of honor or a uh, yeah, a yeah, reminder like a, that, a badge of survival. Yes, uh, uh, perhaps. And in this case, yeah, they're 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 they clip back. Yeah, what an awful, awful way to be restrained. Yeah. By the way, straight onto the skeleton. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Rigel's also having none of it, but uh, kind of being pushed back into his cell as well by Zahn. Uh, who pulls his throne sled away from him. Yes, no, you can't have your throne sled. And he looks so he looks so unhappy and, and, yep. and sad and frightened there. Uh, really fantastic work. Also, good grip on him, because it takes Zahn a little bit to get a throne sled oh, out yeah, from yeah. his little... I'm not very practical. I mean, he must weigh, like... Like forty kilos or something. Like, I mean, how dense? I mean, he's an aquatic creature, so True. you'd guess like a liter per liter. Oh, yes. oh sorry, a kilo yeah. per yeah, per so liter of Rigel. But that goes for most like humanoids. Exactly, know, as long as we're based yeah. on uh, uh, on water. But we also see these 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 shots of. I mean, a lot of stuff that hasn't been explained to us. We see a spacecraft approaching Moya, trailing uh, blue vapor. Yeah, it's a bit like the opening of uh, Voyager. You know, where they're kind of like. Zooming oh, along yeah. and uh, through the uh, planetary dust or whatever it is. And we get Erin uh, doing a uh, Schwarzenegger stand-in for Commando. And she's like yes. doing, the, doing up the cheap plastic buckles of her uniform and like putting, yep. her, uh, putting her guns and stuff away. Brushing down her uh, 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 her mission patch, uh, mounting her like it's it, it's fantastic. I thought it was so cool. We've got the Marauder flying in and even before it has shut down the... Uh, the Spatians, the peacekeepers are already jumping out and uh, they're repelling down. It's oh, they're so not even repelling; cool. they're just jumping out. It's like wait for it to get low enough and just jump out of the hatch. It's so hardcore. It is. It's like you even have the open hatch while they're flying through the uh, through Moya's uh, cargo bay, I suppose it is. And you immediately know these these chaps are like yep. they're the business. They're they... on the ball, out the guns, and uh, it was a fortuitous coincidence because this is not the first time that marauders have landed. That no. a marauder craft has landed on, on Moya. Yeah. Yeah, it happened uh, at least once before in Exodus from Genesis. Yeah, that was uh, Probably, that was episode yeah. uh, episode three where they came aboard where they were doing the little uh, Pharaoh cosplay and they had a very ah, bad makeup. Yes. That uh, hmm. the cool eyeliner. Got, yeah. Uh, so they wanted to do something there that they didn't have time for, uh, which was to show people getting out of the of the Marauder. Yeah. And they wanted to do that this time, but they couldn't get the ramp built in time, so they had to Ooh. film the scene. And so, they, okay, just uh, we'll put you on wires and jump down. And it's so much cooler. It's a little bit CGI, but you can see them. Uh, but it looks good, especially after the the the, the shots are tucked in. I love the CGI on this because you get to see the, the, the Marauder, which is still kind of a, it's a blocky craft. It's mostly yeah. in shadow. You don't see it very much. But when it when it comes to land, like it's got these side panels that slide out yeah. for its uh, uh, its landing. Big bright landing lights. Oh, so, so cool. And out come these peacekeepers with their guns drawn into the... Into command, I suppose. 
uh, it's not the command. What's it called? We've got, we've got the hangar bay, and then you've got the maintenance bay maintenance outside bay, the right, outside yes. the hangar bay. Yeah, that's where all the tools are. That they never really put in like racks and boxes. No, they just is... go flying about. I mean, last especially last episode, they were like all over the place. Yeah. So I guess they put them all back on the tables instead of putting them way in their safe, secure racks. When's Moya ever going to shake? Yeah, that doesn't happen. They're leviathans. They're very stable. But Erin is waiting for them with their her big gun out. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the uh, peacekeepers are coming in, also guns outdrawn, immediately with their standard attitude. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah you're going to do what we're saying. And it's like, oh, come on. Are you questioning my orders? It's, I thought, no, it's 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 great. This is such a this is such a like a trope of I guess like law enforcement or uh, mm. members of the the same military like establishing who's in command of whom. Who's your daddy? Come on, you know who your daddy is. Who's your daddy? Dargo, tell him who his daddy is. I'm your daddy. Who's in service? Right. Of, uh, they uh, immediately of assume the, the the privilege of we are the boss. They, they have no qualms about. Uh, even entertaining any thoughts that they're not. But Erin, she like she doesn't give an inch. No, she starts off with going like uh, name, rank, and assignment. Rank and regiment now. Larak, who turns out to be the uh, the captain of the commandos, he asks uh, he asks it back. Identify yourself. She does answer. Yeah. Right? She she gives that much, mm-hmm. and then after she uh, she demands it back, and like they're big dogging each other. Larak says uh, uh, that the mission is none of her concern. Larak, captain. And my assignment's none of your business. They sort of insult each other a little a bit. It's an little awfully bit. big ship for one little girl. Yeah, and she's like, but she, uh, she identifies I can herself. Big. Uh, <laughs> she identifies herself as a lieutenant, and he goes like, "I'm a captain." Of course, at this point, the door opens, and in strides John Crichton. Oh, but did you think it was John? When you yeah. okay, so the door opens, and you see these black boots, uh, everybody holding their breath, and this, and this. Right gorgeous black and red leather uniform. No, I, I immediately thought it was John because that's the only one we haven't seen yet in this so far. Oh, so I, I remember. I wasn't even thinking. I was just yeah. so caught up in, what's happened? Is this, see, the first time that I watched it, I thought maybe this was a flashback. Oh, okay. But that was completely incongruous because we'd already right. seen the scene with, uh, uh, with Darko and, uh, and Zan, I guess I wasn't paying, yeah. paying very good attention. But uh, yeah, the commander uh, Lorak, uh, Captain Lorak, uh, flashes Larak, Larak sorry. With, a, with a Q. Yeah, it's a, it's a funky, uh, funky name. All right, so it's Larak. I thought like, yep, he's the Lorak. He's not the Lorak. He doesn't. He doesn't speak for the trees. <laughs> Snorlax, exactly. <laughs> he flashes him some sort of peacekeeper badge, saying that like I'm on a red uh, ultra something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My team and I are on a priority red one mission. Very good. Uh, That's exactly what he said. Like, Red order something and ultra. You are not like I'm hereby commandeering this ship, basically. And that's when we when we go to credits. But oh Crichton does a voice. He does a funny accent. He does a he he tall, he calls Aaron Lieutenant. He's your weapon, Lieutenant. Yes, I noticed that, yeah. Now why would he why would he do this? Because it's all going to go through Babel bugs anyway. Wait a minute, what are those those mechanical things of yours injecting me right here? Translator microbes. They colonize at the base of the brain, allow us to understand each other. That's interesting. Would they notice that, that he's, like, being talking to Babel? Because he doesn't speak Sebastian, which I presume that they are, yeah. So if it's being translated for them, why would it make a difference between between Crichton's... uh, um, I think it's been established that he's born in Memphis. Memphis, is that Florida? No, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it doesn't have a particularly but, strong Tennessean accent, but yeah, why would Babel Bugs bother with, oh, he's doing a pretend... Maybe it's uh, formality. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it's, yeah, that's the way you say it. You don't say it, Lieutenant, I mean... Captain Crace. Yes, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Melkor. Lieutenant Orn. Lieutenant Aronson. How you do, well, you it, do it in America. Well, it depends. It's on just the, the yeah. it's just the, the the British pronunciation yeah. for reasons that I do not understand. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a French word. I was going to say it's probably like the French, like you don't pronounce uh, half the letters in the word, <laughs> and the other half you pronounce wrong. Yes, no. <laughs> I know your pet theory that the French should just evolve their language to cheat at Scrabble. <laughs> French Revolution type of thing. Uh, yeah, our heroes are under under. Uh, uh, th- I mean, guns guns are still out at this point. Everybody's still pointing their guns at each other. And I noticed they did a little bit of a modification to the DRDs. They upgraded them. uh, Yes, because we come come back from the credits. We've all done the little, ah, at the end of the uh, uh, the theme song. As you have to do. Um, And Crichton's response is, oh, I think not. And the DRDs open fire. Yeah, shoots the gun out of uh, Captain Lorac's hand. Crossfire everywhere. uh, uh, And then Crichton goes, okay. And now ask nicely. Yes. Like, of course, I mean, like, yeah, I'll help. You know, I'm a peacekeeper too. But yeah, just don't be a dick about it. You need my help. I suggest you ask nicely. Captain. Now, we've seen them with guns before. Uh, we've seen, like, the first DRD that John met when he was in, uh, in Farscape 1 and was just brought in with the docking web. Mm-hmm. That one had a, little, uh, had a little gun that it was pointing at him Right, as well. the one that set his, uh, his spaceship on fire. Yeah, I guess he did... Do that. Like, there's no other reason why I would have uh, uh, gone on fire. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. But so they've never used, they've never like weaponized the scuttlebot, the, the, yeah. the, the battle bots before. <laughs> oh, yes. Which would have been coming handy a few times now, I think. I think it? so, yeah. But so maybe this is gonna like, like a thing that'll be doing further more in the future and that they, that the DRDs are more of a, uh, a threat to any other people who are threatening Moya. And I guess yeah. it gives pilots an inordinate amount of. Control and firepower, because he basically yeah. controls the DRDs. Hey, uh, before we go any further, yes. I want to make an agreement with you. Okay. Like, considering how we did last time and sort of got the plot wrong, or at least I did, and yeah. then I successfully convinced you of that, um, I would like to uh, to make an agreement with you and the audience at home, sort of a blanket amnesty for any fuck-ups that we make about the, about the plot. If we don't get the order right... Uh, let's just be cool, okay? Oh, okay, yeah. Are we, we going to be? Yeah. yeah, we'll be fine. It's uh, like this. It's there's so a lot too. of things happening in this episode, and the order isn't always as important because, like, they're jumping back and forth between various characters. But as long as the, as long as we get the gen- general plot right, it should be okay. Okay, thank you. So we we have that we have that agreement. It's it's the uh, uh, oh, it probably needs some kind of name for the uh, for the the, the the Treaty of Moya. Oh, uh, that uh, the order is is okay as long as we get the, the the fact right because what they're doing, our Moyans, very cleverly, like they, um, they detected that. A, a, that a marauder out here in the uncharted territories yes. um, was was approaching them, believing them to be peacekeepers, and then they responded to that by pretending to be uh, peacekeepers, uh, to be peacekeepers yes. who were out this, here as well. It turns out they uh, the marauder has a what was it, the cesium leak or a- having some trouble with your marauder, Captain? Cesium fuel leak. Uh, yes, it's leaking cesium fuel. That's the sort yeah. of plume of blue that they were uh, dragging behind them. And oh yeah, when when Lorac just came aboard, you know, we're lucky we found you. And Aaron says. You think? Yeah, that was kind of cute. <laughs> There's a lot of standoffishness in Peacekeeper. Sparks are flying between yes. them two, by the way. Apparently this thing that they need to transport to a secret uh, Peacekeeper base, which is yeah. somewhere in the Uncharted Territories, uh, much to the distress uh, of John and Aaron. 
uh, and Dargo and Zan once yes, they're like, once they're clued in, they're like, okay, this is this is falling apart. This was supposed to be just like get them aboard, get them out of here, yeah. uh, uh, and move on. But John is actually kind of insistent. No, no, no. This is great. This is working. We have such an opportunity to gain some information. Yeah, we can learn from them. We can like backstab them. We can figure out what's going on. We can learn where they are, what they're doing, and then therefore how to avoid them better. Yeah. Because they're uh, they're twenty arms away from this uh, uh, from this base, um, and John suggests that we have to find out as much as possible because we're flying around blind, uh, mm. and we need to be armed with information, if not weapons, which Moya doesn't have. Uh, so they unload this coffin esque uh, crate from their uh, marauder and bring it aboard Moya. And they're just about uh, investigating what's inside it. They pop open the outside uh, chest. There seems, seems to be an inside chest as well. Uh, yep. And at just at that point, uh, the one character we have not seen yet at this point, I was wrong earlier, is... Uh, yes, very good. Shana shows up, and she's being very subversive... Uh, subversive, subversive... Submissive, subservient, subservient, servile... Yeah, subservile. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> subservile. Okay, so she's a cat too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, we she's already established that. She's got the, the, the long legs and the, and the, and the spotted ears. Who, who comes bringing refreshments and towels or something like that, and uh, does a little bit of her usual thing, uh, immediately starts looking to steal things, makes a copy of the key that they use to uh, yes. op- open the crate. So she watched them opening the uh, uh, the crate and using this sort of hexagonal uh, key that they've gotten where they where they clipped it. She makes sure to bump into someone yep. uh, and gets an impression of the key. In a food cube or it's something. It's <laughs> yeah. brilliant. It's, it's so fantastic. I also really liked in this scene how quickly the other three uh, peacekeeper commandos, aside from Larac, right. uh, are, are sort of established. So we've got uh, we've got Thorn, who's the uh, the one with the shaved head. Yeah, the horny uh, one. The yes, uh, yeah. I'd call, him, I'd call him a Bruce Willis wannabe. Yeah, yeah. I, I see where you I see where you're coming from. He's all over Chiana. He yep. asks. Uh, uh, he assumes that she's a uh, uh, that she's that she's been enslaved and was pur- right. purchased. Yeah, and they've been- uh, and can I get a some of you? Bootshine captain got a non-reg server like you aboard. Guess he's not a bigger nerf as I thought he was. What did he pay for you, sweetheart? Not much, I'm sure. Because apparently they've been out there for almost a full cycle on this assignment. Yeah, with only each other for uh, uh, for company. Yes, and he's, and I mean, apparently he's blue balled a little bit here. Well, she's clearly leading Dargo around by his mivonks. Uh, hard to imagine how when you're on a ship with Captain Larac. Well, uh, I mean, he might not be amenable to that kind of uh, interaction. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Fair, fair, no, fair, no fair. fraternizing with the subordinates, you know. True, true. Keep uh, it in your keep it in your tight leather pants. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a woman whom they call Doc, who seems to be uh, of higher status than hmm. uh, than the other two. Oh, if she's a medic, then you know. Uh, she's Hassan, and she's the one who does the checking of the uh, yes. whatever this crate is. And then you have, I mean, he's called Red, but he has the little sort of leather flight helmet. So I, I was just thinking Baldrick. Oh, Baldrick! <laughs> <laughs> he's hey. the clumsy one. He drops the he drops the thing. He's 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 always skulking in the in the background. He doesn't he doesn't get that much to do. No, he dies fairly early on, I believe. Also one that. Of, one of the first ones to go. Um, <clears throat> so there's food in the center chamber, which is what uh, uh, what Gianna came to tell them. And that's where we go. And now we see... Did you notice what they were doing, how to get this food? Did you did you pay oh, attention oh, to... Oh, the, 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 they put the food cubes in the machine and then it, it comes yes, out looking... Yes, they close as, the lid uh, yeah. and then they open the lid and then there's and then there's a whole and meal it there. it looks like actual food, yes. It's sort of like in... Uh, uh, it's like in, the rehydrator from Back to the Future. Oh yeah, I was going for uh, the microwave in the Fifth Element. Oh yeah, where yeah, where, where Lilu yeah. puts in yeah, yeah. like a pill and they got. Can good. 
Chicken. Chicken. Good. Yeah. Bing. Chicken then a whole roast chicken comes out. Have they just been using all this food wrong? Have they just been nibbling these <laughs> these rations without like rehydrating? Them? Sure, surely they must have known about that. It's like, I mean, it'll it'll still have the same calorie content, I suppose, but it's just like not that pleasant. It's like I, chewing raw yeah. spaghetti. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, are you supposed I was to boil it? Reminded recently. Someone on, on Reddit gave a review that uh, hard-boiled eggs are disgusting. It's all like this crunchy and soft, and like you just didn't know that you're supposed just to, to peel take it. The egg. You're supposed to take it out of the shell. Just imagine biting into an unpeeled egg. Oh yes. So no, maybe that's you. what they've been doing this whole time. So hey, this interrogation, which is kind of what it is, because Aaron's there to pump them for information, uh, uh, is already already fruitful. Mm, she starts off so. being surprised at how casual the uh, uh, the crew are with each other. Larak, the yeah. captain, walks into the room and nobody salutes. And he, yeah, and he basically says, "I trust them. We've been working together for so long. I don't care if they stand up when I enter the room or not. I respect them too much for that." Yeah. Like it's a it's a very different kind of command and uh, 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 yeah, command attitude than she's used to. I guess. Under yeah, Grace. I suppose it's very casual. And uh, I mean, it makes sense if you're on like a spe- so yeah, if you're on a special forces team, which it turns out these people are, they're yeah. not like your regular military. No, they're the special forces. You've never interfaced with special ops before. Heard of you? Everyone at regiment level has. Oh yes. What is it that you call us? Black ghosts. Is that supposed to be an insult? Because, you know, I kind of like it. Insult, definitely. <laughs> yeah, which at, at the same time have, like, ooh, almost almost mythical status and are kind of looked down on by a, by infantry like, uh, mm, like Aaron. Yes, because they're like the, I don't know. Exactly. Ill-kempt uniform. Yes, very much uh, not... Uh, Undisciplined. To, uh, to code and standard, yeah. But Larac is, uh, uh, he's not to be swayed by this. He goes, yeah, and just to think, now you're going to have dinner with one. Actually, I did see one of your type once. I was on a transfer barge. I was changing troop ships, and I i only saw him for a couple of microts, but I recognised the unkempt uniform and the undisciplined attitude. Must have really offended you. And just think, how are you going to sit down and eat with one? Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's made two plates of food and they're going to share a, them together. Yeah, he's such a smooth... Well, I wouldn't call him smooth, but I, he's kind of, like, charming in an annoying he's way. really charismatic is, charismatic, is how yeah. I'd, I'd say. A like, bit of a charismatic dick. Oh, I love their uniforms. Do you notice, by the way, so the uniforms that uh, uh, John and Aaron are wearing, which uh-huh. they found on Moya, and that's why John gets to be the captain, because the captain's uniform fits him. Him, yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess towards, they didn't have towards, time to tailor it. Towards the end of the episode, uh, uh, Aaron makes a bit of a remark about that. Like, you're lucky that... It's grave yeah. misfortune that it didn't fit me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but their uniforms, they're black and red, and the red is bright, bright red. Oh, yes, very much. And the uh, the uniforms from the special ops are much more burgundy, muted red. So I wonder if they started out just as red and have just faded. Could be. I mean, over... if they have been on the assignment for a year and they yeah, haven't exactly. had like, proper uniform cleaning equipment. And, and sitting next to a le- leaky cesium fuel reactor, the yeah. radiation might have degraded. What color is cesium again? It's like cesium flame. Well, you know. it looks blue in this one. But you never know. The conversation is quite fruitful. They uh, they get on very well. And there's, I mean, there's strong chemistry between uh, between Lorac and, and Aaron. And a little bit, yeah. What must that be like for her? I don't know. She seems, like, annoyed most of the time by him. Yeah. 
because he's like, oh, I'm the I'm, I'm the hotshot. I'm yeah, but the she likes that. I mean, that's uh, like she likes Crichton as well, and it's got to be because she likes like the cocky swagger. She likes someone who uh, uh, gets her hackles up. Meanwhile, uh, Zahn is releasing uh, Dargo from his chains, uh, and they're they're having a little bit of a discussion. And Dargo immediately goes like, "Okay, they're on board now. Now we can take them out, and we can." Uh, Capture them and get the hell out of here. Yeah, this is where uh, where John reaffirms, like, we have so much more to learn from them. John thinks it's working. The other ones don't. John convinces them. Yep. Um, and Zan says, now we have to get Rigel in harmony with this, but Rigel is nowhere to be found. Yeah, Rigel is knocked off. And just as Zan is re- retreats back to her cell, one of the peacekeepers shows up. Uh, Dargo and uh, Crichton stage a little bit of a fight. Uh, the peacekeeper helps him by knocking... Uh, no, uh, John uh, basically punches Dargo and, oh. man- and manages to get him knocked back into the cell, doesn't he? I read it the other way around. So John was in there to try and uh, uh, chain Dargo back up, which right. Dargo refused. Yes, Dargo, come on. His his trauma is it's too severe and he can't he can't tolerate it. Um, but when the uh, when the other peacekeeper, I think that's Thorn, uh, Bruce Willis, as you say, yeah. comes in. Uh, I think it's Dargo who's, who attacks. Uh, okay. To yeah, to give Crichton plausible de- deniability. Right, but he gets knocked back into his cell. Cell door gets closed. Uh. Thorne is kind of cocky. Hey, lucky I came along. Yes. And Crichton plays the full peacekeeper. Like the only peacekeeper commander he knows is Crace. So yes. he responds. If you ever lay hands on me again, I will have you up on charges. The next time you touch me, I'll fucking kill you. Yes. <laughs> wow. It's like yeah, no thank you, no acknowledgement, just like fuck you. I wonder. Oh yeah. Fra- so okay. Sorry, so I've got a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Don't worry. I've, you. I've got a lot of notes to sell for do good editing and <laughs> earn that PG thirteen rating. I wonder how typical Crace is versus versus Lorac in terms right. of the command style. How, well, he's yeah, insane military commander, but we don't know how insane by peacekeeper standards. Yeah, uh, they might have. Most of them might just be yeah, fairly reasonable. There's just like bad apples among them. Uh, loaded phrase there. Yeah. <laughs> um. The uh, I was trying to go for some something relating to apples, but no. Back in the center chamber, we still have uh, uh, Aaron and Larac, and they both they both sort of got their. This is uh, where it gets a little bit flirty. Head yeah. propped up with their with their fist under their under their chin, sort of gazing into each other's eyes. Everybody on the ship is doing jobs, but they're still just mm. they're still just chatting. And she's telling Larac and us something about her. Uh, her youth, her, her yes. first experience flying scrub runners when she was fourteen. Right. Well, yeah. Apparently, she she grew up on a uh, peacekeeper ship, but uh, yeah, she started flying very early, and then she upgraded to a different ship. And he asked her, "Why did, did that only happen when you were sixteen? So I wasn't tall enough. My feet didn't reach the pedals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So apparently, like peacekeeper uh, uh, infantry learned to fly fly prowlers. They're they F sixteens. Yeah. Before they're sixteen. Yeah, well, I don't know. You don't know how fast they age. True. It's, uh, they might be mature by 12, I don't know. Apparently not done growing yet, but... Uh, and, of course, they want to get them started early, as a good military uh, doctrine is, like the Spartans yeah, yeah. and the other uh, people oh, from old age. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like the uh, the Agogi. Uh, uh, she notices a special gun that Larak has. He has right. a big white gun. Yes, uh, the the... The stasis, stasis gun. gun. That's what he calls it. Yes, um, because they're on a retrieval mission, and the stasis, stasis gun is for capture, not uh, not killing. Mm. Uh, so we're starting to get a, a, a picture of what they were out there to do for over a right. year. They were hunting something down uh, that they're now caught in that uh, in that cage. coffin type thing. So yes, probably there's some sort of person in there. 
At least that's what I was starting to think at this point. Uh, very good. I mean, it's the right size for it. Of course, Chana wants to know what it is that is in there, and she is uh, forging the key, makes her way back to the cargo bay where it with is. With a little help from a DRD. It's the right. DRD that's helping. Yes. I like sort of how they get on with each other. Oh, what's really coming? Easy for you to say. Oh, that the, was she, she and the scuttlebot? Her and the little scuttlebot. Like yeah. She talks to it and uh, and it gives a little attitude back. I mean, those are also little cats. Of course, when she gets to the uh, t- to the big box, uh, Rigel is already on it. Uh, yes. She accuses him of having the, the, the same idea. That, oh, yes, he says, uh, oh, don't sneak up on me like that. I, I should put a little bell around your neck. <laughs> cats again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They have a little argument about how to divide the loot. Yes, why, uh, uh, she suggests splitting it uh, half-seas yeah. in the interest of not being discovered. And she goes, I was here first. Uh, uh, I, I have c- the key. Uh, okay, half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of the faster negotiations where Rydell's concerned. True. I mean, he sees that he's arguing from a point of weakness. And look, so if you can get 50% of that point, it's a win as far as he's concerned, I would suppose. Unfortunately, the prize is not so easily divided. They open this uh, this case. Steam comes out. It looks like a sort of cryogenic yes. uh, scenario. And, there's and like- inside is a weird alien rubber chicken. <laughs> Looks a bit like that uh, little alien critter from uh, Men in Black, you know, the one that's like riding in the... The one alien from Men okay. in Black. The one in the in the human bodies, the one has the human body suit. The, oh, yes, the, I see what you mean. Yeah, they've, except, got, the, they've got the big eyes, the yes. sort of... Uh, um, that one was greyish and this one is yellowish. Wrinkly, rubbery skin. Skin. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a this is a weird one. It, make, it looks like it's made from like translucent material. It looks it has- like they raided the fish market and like ended <laughs> up with a few weak dead octopi <laughs> <laughs> with uh, uh, with lights on the inside. Yeah, they detect it as a as a life form, but not one they recognize. It appears to still be alive. Um, but they're they're soon interrupted by the uh, uh, the arrival of uh, uh, two of the, the the commandos. Yes, Chana uh, Thorn and Baldrick. Chana touches the alien. Yes, and this is where things start moving along. Actually, that's a no. fake out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because okay, well, this is why we have the the Treaty of Moya, where yes. we can say things in the wrong order, and it's totally fine. Um, because it's uh, 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 Bruce Willis and Baldrick arrive. Yes. Bruce Willis touches it, and suddenly turns on Baldrick, shoots yep. him through the uh, through the chest, then goes looking for uh, uh, for Rigel and, and Chiana. Wow. Rigel has uh, scarpered. Yeah, they're both hiding somewhere behind the uh, uh, the set pieces. And he uh, he corners Chiana and approaches her, and he does this... <laughs> he sticks out his tongue to, to, to give her that, that horrible tonguey kiss. Right, because he's still got the horns for her, apparently, or at least he's uh, playing it like this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's more... Is there more shooting? Uh, uh, there was one shot was enough to bring... Oh, yes. uh, uh, to bring to everyone Baldrick, uh, everyone yes. running. So we've got Hassan and uh, uh, oh, Larak with two guns. He looks so great in his leather flight suit and Erin uh, uh, as well. They approach to uh, to find the uh, the shot that they were alerted to by pilot. Uh, meanwhile, Bruce Willis chokes the alien to death. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. It seemed like a, like a perfectly helpless, uh, uh, helpless thing. Not quite sure what the point of that was, but yeah. Uh... Oh! I've got it. Okay, so now we have to talk about what's happening yes. because this is uh, uh, what's happening is a is a host hopping intellant virus. Yes, which can apparently in this stage can only infect a single person. Yeah. So it's like basically um, 
There is no metaphor that we can use that's accurate because that's not how viruses work. It's a bit like uh, Osmosis Jones, where there's only <laughs> one virus cell, you know, which is apparently intelligent <laughs> yeah. on its own and moving about. Uh, and I noticed this as well, because like yeah, yeah, later yeah. on in the episode, they start doing the whole... Uh, basically licking a finger and then using that to transfer to another host. But, like, if it, if you can only do a single infection, and how are you still infecting this one? You can, like, I guess you can control them when, when you're still on their thumb and then you get rubbed off onto someone else and then suddenly they have full control over them. Yeah. Um, or, the, or it's just maybe the, it's just a conductor uh, that, uh, that you've got to make skin-to-skin contact because that's how it's right, transmitted, skin-to-skin. Yes. And then there's, like, some sort of electrical virus transfer and it's like yeah but apparently the virus uh, can uh, infect a single host but then it will look for a quiet spot to spread its spores yes because it needs to incubate in a single host for an arn and then it can send on a million spores why haven't these things conquered the universe already how could it be how could it be possible maybe they've a lot of infighting i don't know oh no (laughs) That's a horrible thought that the only reason that we haven't been completely obliterated because everybody's too busy fighting themselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the scenario. I mean, there's sort of like the thing levels of paranoia going on uh, uh, because nobody's sure who, who it's in. Oh, but yes, this is why I wanted to talk about that as Tintelon virus. Yes, uh, when, when Thorne, uh, Bruce Willis, is, uh, is infected, he goes and, and, and he kills this, this little alien creature that, mm-hmm. they, that they're trapped it in because we learn at, later on uh, the virus cannot reinfect a host that it's left. Yes. And so it's in the, in the, uh, uh, in the virus's interest to kill any uninfectable host, to not have any... sense, because it's like... Because yeah. those are only enemies. Yeah, they, they're, they're only competition. Yeah, and it can't benefit from uh, from having them around. Right. After doing the, 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 the creepy-ass licky thing, and Chana is now carrying the host, she uh, immediately starts spinning a tail and uh, pinning it on Rigel being Rigel, the infected one. Rigel, who has one. scarpered, yes, yes. it's... It's, I mean, we can see how intelligent this intelligent virus right. is. T- Thorne has no idea what happened. He's a little bit confused. So he kind of, they ask him, is that what happened? And he goes like, is that what happened? That could have happened. Where'd this Rigel go? I appreciated that. Yeah. Like, Thorne is a, a lunkhead, but he is honest and he tries to... Yeah, uh, he tries to be a good soldier about it. Yeah. And we get the search for uh, Rigel. Yes. Uh, Splitting up, Crit- hunting down. Crichton convinces the other... Uh, peacekeepers that it is a good idea to have the prisoners out and actually searching for them yeah uh, uh diffusing an otherwise tense situation because they bump start, into yeah, each other it starts with the shootout in the corridors which i thought interesting as well because apparently randomly shooting moyes corridors does not uh cause her any pain anymore or at least no distress and normally whenever somebody shoots inside moya oh, and yeah. hits the walls and like how dare you do damage to moya without telling me blah, 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 blah. <laughs> How dare you cut into Moya without warning? But that was oh, that was with the prism laser saw. I remember the scene that you're talking about. Yeah. That's uh, uh, oh, that was Exodus from Genesis, the last time that yeah. a Marauder uh, arrived. Uh, yeah, how dare you cut into Moya without uh, without warning? Yeah, maybe these little blasters, maybe these pulse pistols, don't really do that much damage. Like they mm. they they explode a little bit, but yeah. I mean, it might be. Who knows? It might even be pleasant. It right. might be like having your uh, having your back scratched. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dargo uses his keyblade a few more times. 
<laughs> yeah, mostly waving. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, Crichton shows some cojones and, uh, and strides forward in his fantastic captain's uniform, yes. placing himself between all the guns. Which is like must have been quite interesting from uh, Lorac's perspective, because he just sees this uh, Sebastian peacekeeper captain Holy. walking straight out into the corridor in front of an armed Luxon. With and, like, mivonks of steel. Exactly. <laughs> You I can see like, him being impressed. Completely, yeah, completely going like, wow, it's like, I wouldn't have done that. But of course, Crichton knows Dargo isn't going to shoot him. No, but he, now he's got a bunch <laughs> of guns pointed at his back. Well, yes. He's, uh, uh, I, I guess mean, he's still trusting his, the fact that he's a commander. and uh, His like, little eye roll. That the guy isn't going to shoot him. This is taken care of. You now have a, you now have a detente. Uh, the, the crew splits up in search of Rigel, whom they believe is uh, uh, is infected. Yes. Uh, not realising that the danger is among them. Yes. Uh, Crichton ends up uh, teamed up with uh, Chiana, yeah. who is, of course, doing her, like, oh, I'm just going to stay behind and, like, uh, wander up behind you. Yeah, she's being really... Oh, and she had the sort of eye shine. Did you see that? Yes, the green eyes. Like, yes. uh, uh, yeah, sort of cat's eyes like Rachel in, uh, in Blade Runner. Yeah, when they're, like, reflecting a beam of light, yes. Uh, back in the centre chamber, which is what they call the galley. Right. Um, uh, uh, Larak and Aaron have found a very, very frightened, cowering Rigel who's hidden in one of the access shafts and apparently cannot escape from it. No, he's, he might have cornered himself there or something. Uh, and they're and they're sort of poking their heads in, just trying to get a good shot on uh, uh, on Rigel. Stay away from me! I'm not coming out of here until you tell me what the yucks is going on. Well, he is trapped, but you don't have a very clear shot. While he's 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 fearfully telling them, okay, you don't understand. I'm you know, I'm innocent. Kajit is innocent of this crime. <laughs> yes, nobody's <laughs> buying any of it because it's Rigel, of course. Uh, but he's talking for a long time, and he sort of fades out into the background. And we follow Chiana, who's approaching uh, 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 John. Yes, does her little thumb lick thingy, and apparently yeah. takes uh, takes him over. And I love the change that you see in uh, John when that happens. And he turns he immediately, he puts on this swagger, and he becomes even. Yeah, he turns the uh, yeah. peacekeeper commander attitude up to eleven. And also, like he becomes a little sexier. Like he rubs his lips. Mm. He's uh, uh, he's a little more casual in his in his humor. Um, I think I think Larac is even more impressed by him uh, uh, by him now, and maybe a little bit competitively intimidated. He seems to be yes because he's so confident, Crichton. In, in, All of in, a sudden, yes. Uh, I noticed also that uh, Pilot was very diligent in referring to John as uh, Captain. As you wish, Captain. <laughs> yes, yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. <laughs> Which later, later in the episodes, t- turns completely snarky and sarcastic. Yes, <laughs> he, he does. And he goes like, Captain. <laughs> the Captain is accelerating our approach. It's like Jeeves and Wooster. Yes, sir. Sir has never been said with more vicious mockery yes. and and disdain than uh, than by Jeeves. Certainly, sir. Certainly, sir. Um, oh, poor little, poor little Rigel. He's, yes, he gets uh, shot with a stun pistol. Placed in the placed in the box, which I thought was rather convenient that it was Rigel who got done because that box wouldn't have held any of the others. <laughs> Maybe it's a small uh, people box. It's well, I mean, it's it's. It's bigger. It only slides. The drawer only slides out partway, so maybe yeah. it can slide out all the way and could fit a yeah, could fit an maybe. anthropoid. But it has the inner box as well, and that's definitely oh, yeah, smaller that's than the true. outer box. So, I would say <laughs> yeah, no. But everything seems to be back in order. 
Rigel is safely locked up, so the virus is now contained. Uh, much to much to Rigel's misfortune, because as uh, uh, as the commandos are, are uh, uh, zipping up the body bags and uh, and stashing him in the cryo bay, they say, "Okay, he doesn't know it, but he's already spoken his last words." Yes, uh, because their next job is to take him to the uh, uh, to the science base uh, and the extraction process. It's not a pretty process. We don't know what or how, but yeah, it's not going to turn out well for no. uh, for poor little Rigel. Um, meanwhile, uh, what's her face is doing research into Zahn's chemistry set. This is quite a collection of herbs and spices. Yeah, the apothecary, the as, apothecary it's, uh, yes, uh, as it's as been called, being by, named. Yes, uh, and she's very impressed by all of these uh, all of these herbs and uh, and spices. Um, Crichton From- feigns like uh, I don't know who uses that. This was here when I got here. Well. Which is technically true, I suppose. I mean, he knows well, he knows who uses it, but it was there when he got there. Which uh, is, well, no, well, no, no, no. When he when he got there, they had just barely es- right escaped from imprisonment. She hadn't had time to like buy and set up her chemistry set. Well, I, I, she, I mean, she was adding to it, but I got the impression she already had part of it. I mean, she was like whenever they're on a commerce planet, she was clearly trying to like improve her selection. Now that's interesting but, because uh, that would suggest that she already had the run of the ship if, while she was still a prisoner. Or maybe it was just her stuff, which had been like in lockup, which she'd taken out. Ah, after. yeah, that'll yeah, be it. That makes sense. Uh, because they're they're pretending. I mean, their their cover story, uh, John and Aaron, is that they're a new technology uh, tr- uh, 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 test flight. Yes, so um, that's, uh, to be able to control Leviathans without a control collar. Yep, and basically some neural control on pilot. And since the pilot controls Moya, they by having neural control on pilot, they control Moya as well. It, which I think, I think they probably piece that together. But like, it's it's a it's a it's a bull uh, dren, obviously. Right, but they got that from the Nibari. I guess. The Nabari have the like they they saw the 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 neural collar on uh, on Chiana and decided yeah. to uh, uh, include that in their uh, in their deception. Oh uh, yes, but of course Larak says like yeah I, I heard about that and I, it's like I'm not sure if he's just like trying to not uh, admit to his ignorance <laughs> or that he has actually heard about that. Uh, but apparently it never got to work. But oh this. It's been going off without a hitch without for us. This has been a perfect Until test Until you arrived. Yes. <laughs> uh, not, not so bit, lucky bit is Hassan, though, because uh, 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 Crichton up and kills her. Yep. I guess he's just playing uh, uh, Among Us at this point and trying to kill <laughs> as many people as he can. <laughs> yeah, he is acting very sus when he smashes the, right, uh, the yes. stasis gun. <laughs> Yeah, things are uh, uh, things are going very, very badly indeed. The situation is uh, uh, is, is is worse than ever, right? Um, uh, because the the virus is now in control. Uh, uh, Aaron and, and Lorac come to the come to the command, finding out that uh, under Crichton's command, Moya is actually accelerating toward the the mm. gamut base. Yes. Um, and she, she sort of side mouths to him. Oh, Crichton, what are you doing? Is it I'm doing the obvious thing? We're keeping keeping up the act. Now get that information from uh, Lorac, and she tries. Lorac, about the Gamak base where... You must be a very patient man. And he immediately interrupts her, Mm. and he's just, like, he's snidely teasing uh, 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 Lorac. I'm a good tracker. (laughs) Oh, I'd say a great tracker. Who has been hunting him. I mean, he is the virus in this case Uh for, uh, for a year. So, like, was it just me or was this a very sexy scene? Oh, this kind ooh. of this kind of anger, I, sort of. Oh, I kind of missed it, but it could be, uh, could have been. I wasn't looking I mean, for it. Look at Crichton looking at uh, at Larac, stepping up behind him, licking his lips all the time. Right, which immediately him. makes you think that he's going to try and do a, 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 tra- a transfer again. 
I mean, if he does it the way the Thorn did it, I'd like to see that. Ooh, yes. Uh, meanwhile, we learn what the, uh, the the beautiful golden bed sheets are made out of. It's apparently, they're made out of litmus paper. Yes. Because licking them like turns them red or so, and sh- uh, showing that uh, they have increased. Uh, body uh, acidity, which apparently is an after effect of having been infected of the, with the virus. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, Zan, even when she's, when she's locked up in, uh, in prison, she can still do chemistry. With she is still she doing, has. yeah. She's basically MacGyver. Yes, she right? is. Yeah, no. Better looking than MacGyver, but... Mm. Oh, that's... Well... Oh, I mean, Richard Dean Anderson is a fine-looking man. True. Demolet, though, man. <laughs> those were the times... Uh, uh, yes, but this is how uh, uh, this is how they're able to determine uh, that Chiana was previously infected and is now no longer. She's even like she accuses Zan just as she accused Rigel earlier of being of being a pervo. You want to be a pervo? You got to practice subtle. Yeah. Is everyone in the ship kinkoid? I would think so. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, yes, but that's not the point, Chiana. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like she suspects everyone else to be the way she is, so you know that makes sense. Uh, speaking of suspecting everyone else, um, we soon find ourselves on the bridge. I can't remember exactly how we how we got here, but everyone's on the command now, yes. and everyone's pointing guns at everyone else yeah, because ba- they've all realized basically a scuffle. A scuffle breaks out. There's a little bit of uh, uh, fighting amongst each other. Oh yeah, that's it. They try to subdue Crichton, and then they realized, oh, we all touched Shit. it. Yeah. Now we don't know who has the virus. Uh, doesn't last long actually, because uh, quickly enough. Uh, with the information that Chiana has now, it's like like you can't be reinfected. And yep. I know that I've had it. And they go like, okay, we know that you've had it. We know that you've had it. Like everybody who hasn't had it, stand on this side. And point guns at each other. And everybody who hasn't had it, go stand there. Of course, at first, all the hasn't, haven't had it have all the guns. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit like an Eric the Viking when they're trying to, okay, but now all the heavy people are on the right side of the boat yes. and it's going to be unbalanced. Okay, now, now all you the beards are on <laughs> the moustache are on the other. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Crichton gets Pip over over to uh, to his side. Now, Lorac at this point is noticing that these prisoners are calling him John. What's this, John Dren? Off topic. We'll deal with it later. The topic is off at the moment, Captain. Yep. You're also... I don't even know if he talks differently, if he, if he noticed that he's talking differently. Oh, because I, I wasn't paying attention to that, so it John has been. dropped the accent at this point. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean the virus was in me? Yes. Uh, uh, and he's back to his, uh, uh, his, his, his beautiful, mellifluous Tennessean. Right. Zahn is full, full on chemistry setting. She apparently has some way to... Uh, it's not exactly an antibody, but at least it'll give some strong uh, actions with anybody who is uh, infected. Yes, an antibody. Sam said that she could make one. Yes, what she's what she's putting together is uh, uh, something that increases the alkalinity. Thank you. I was yes. looking for like ba- ba- basidity, alkalinity, yeah, alkalinity, yeah, uh, to make it unsuitable as uh, to make the host less receptive uh, right. to the uh, to the virus. Now this. I thought this was a bit of a, like, what if she was the virus? Then what would she be doing right now? Yes. I mean, uh, everybody's suspicious and Well, and, but and she, she, like, she demonstrates this immediately by, by using the, the test on herself. And it's kind of cute because, like, she's holding an autopipette. Yes. Which is not an injector. No. But, you know. It's, it's an extractor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a, there's a fellow scaper on the, on the internet who very proudly showed off that uh, uh, they have one of, these, uh, one of these pipettes. It was yeah. an actual from the, a prop from the show, not screen used. It wasn't oh, painted nice. yet. It was one, yeah. of the, one of the backups, one of their, uh, their proudest possessions. But, yeah, like... If it had been Zan, uh, if Zan had been infected, wouldn't she have been able to concoct something that the virus could survive, but a regular person, an uninfected person Right, couldn't? but she literally says, you saw that 
everybody saw what I put into it. She's like, she's like, you were standing here when I mixed it up together. It's like, no trickery. I just like... I know, but like, she, yeah. fat load of good, that would have done me. Yeah, I saw you put this and that. I have no idea what any of those components are. In fact, the only person who would stand a chance of knowing that was Hassan, and she's already been killed. Yes. Uh, so she injects herself, uh, which apparently exonerates her. Uh, yeah, Aaron, she goes over to the other side. Aaron of immediately volunteers to go next, uh, gets herself shot up as well. Uh, and Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis goes as well. I'll, I'll be next, which leaves Dargo and Larak. Bruce Willis immediately, therefore, assumes that it must be uh, uh, the Luxon. It's a Luxon! It's him! Put that gun down right now! Put that weapon down right now! Put that weapon down! Shoot him now! What are you waiting for? Shoot him I down. am telling you to drop your weapon! Alright, do it! Come on, just do it! Right. Bit of a bit of a racial prejudice there. Well, he's also the one who is infected, so it's the virus who's finally this learning that. Wait, like, Darko? No, uh, Larak has the virus. At this oh point. yes, yeah. yes, yes. So exactly. the virus knows. The virus knows that it is the one that is being infected. So the best thing to do is at this point is like cast doubt on the other people. Yes, so for as long as possible because yeah. it needs to ride out this one hour until it can explode into spores and infect which, everyone. Which apparently is also not a very good way to go. Well, of course, at this point, most people have already had it and are not infectious anymore. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm just thinking. I know that we're still, we're still talking about this episode, but I'm thinking, like, what would I do if I was the virus? Yeah. Where would I want to be? Pilot. Mm, yeah, and then Moya. Yeah. That seem, Moya seems like a great host yeah. if you're an intelligent virus. I would suppose so. You can yeah. fly wherever you want. You can just blast off into, into particles. You can land. Right. Maybe she's not susceptible. I guess not. Maybe yeah. biomechanoids aren't. Uh, no, aren't I mean pilots host. obviously would but be. Pi- but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if if it could be if it could be Rigel, who's an aquatic, then yeah. then of course it would be disastrous for Moya. I suppose if like a pilot uh, gets blown apart by virus spore spreading, <sighs> that doesn't would be, doesn't yeah, bear thinking about. That would be very un, uh, unfortunate. But yes, a bit of a shootout. Uh, it's a very shooty episode. It was right. a rooty tooty yeah. shooty episode. Tor- Torak gets it in the crossfire, I believe. Wait, uh, what? No, not Torak. What's his, like, his name? Was it? Oh, which, Torak? which Bruce one? Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Thorn. Thorn. Thorn, Thorn, Thorn with two yeah, R's because Thorn. it's a space name. Thorn, yes. Uh, he gets it in the firefight and uh, Lorak holds Eren captive. Lorak? <laughs> not exactly. But this shell of his is going to get me onto that peacekeeper base. <laughs> yeah, he pulls out his space machete, his huge space Blunt machete. space machete. It's awful, and he's uh, uh, holding holding her prisoner, threatening to harm her to keep uh, Dargo and uh, and John at bay, the yes. last survivors. Because yeah, and Thorn then he, bought it already, and then he just stabs her anyway. Yeah, without any apparent cause or anything, he just like he stabs her anyway. Uh, I guess to slow them down. Like at this point, uh, initially I thought it was strange that Dargo stayed with uh, stayed with Aaron and sent yeah. John off, but he immediately explains like you've been infected, you can't be reinfected. Right, you go and uh, yeah, the virus can't reinfect you. Go, go. Ugh. We've seen Dargo like handing out orders last time. I'll check command. You look after pilot, and you you do damage assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on through the looking glass when uh, with the, and then immediately vanishing into thin air. So yes. that's not a great command role, but he's actually really good at prioritizing oh, tasks yes. under guess, under pressure. And, you know, I mean, Luxon warrior and all that. I suppose it makes sense that they know how to do those things. Uh, John is too late. Lorak yep. is already back on the uh, on the Marauder and escaping, but. Uh, he asks Pilot. Pilot, is that ship still leaking cesium fuel? Yes. Then let him go. 
right, we need to flip around, nose to tail, start Prepare starbursting. And it's like, oh, we can't do starburst. It's like, oh, you don't have to do full starburst. Just like do the beginning. And it's like lighting the fuse on a on an oil slick trail. It looks, it looks gorgeous. You have oh. this, this this comet trail that the ship is uh, trailing behind, and you can see it burning. I thought that was beautiful. Oh, it was fantastic! Like the, like the fuse going up to the the ship, and Crichton like gazes Boom. out at it. Like yeah. he actually made a point of getting to the window yeah. and looking out and yells, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. I love that set. Oh, do you know, this is the first time that he straight up murdered someone. I guess so. Look, I told you, we are not killers. Yeah, I suppose so. He's not, he's not a soldier. So this was like definitely where he's like at least given the orders to fire. Given yeah. the orders to fire? I mean, okay, so he threw a bomb at uh, a Durka ship, but that was like mostly to disable it. And, yes. Uh, uh, he, he didn't relish it. And this time... He really hates this guy at this point. Plus, he has the virus on him, and it, the virus needs to be destroyed. And he hurt Aaron. And he hurt or Aaron. Or possibly yeah, killed Aaron, Aaron as, yes. far as, uh, as far as John knows at this point. It, uh, looking at his face, that's what I think is, is in his heart in that moment. Mm. Like, he hates Lorac. He's not even thinking. Yeah. The, the, the virus isn't in the forefront of his mind. This uh, guy has to die, and I want him to, to hurt. Yeah. And it's it's a nice it's a nice explosion. Fantastic job by uh, uh, Paul Butterworth and Garner McClellan, mm. uh, who did the CGI on the on the on the first season. It's it's fantastic. And then it's back to aftercare. Basically, Rigel's been pulled out of the uh, the coffin, the stasis thing. Yeah, I was going to say freezer, but that's not the case at all. No, because it's a hot inf- box. Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't think I'll ever recover from that infernal inferno contraption. Huh? There aren't enough cold towels in the universe for a start. Down and Zahn is being all doting on him and uh, helping him get uh, comfortable again. Yeah. Dargo reaffirms the fact that he will never again be chained up. Yes, there was an interesting d- bit of dialogue there between him and uh, between him and Zahn. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, because, yes, he says, I'll, I'll never be chained up again. Uh, and she says, yeah, I pray that'll be the case. I pray that will be the case. You can pray all you like. I was expressing a fact. Not a hope. And and they talk a little bit more about how they're going to handle this next time. And then Dargo says, I pray there will never be a next time. I pray there won't be a next time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was very, uh, yeah, very uh, well put, I suppose. Yeah, because he's got this bluster and confirmation, but he's also terrified. Yes. Crichton goes to see uh, Erin, who is recovered. Apparently it was touch and go for a few moments, but she has... Uh, she has survived, and because not everybody keeps their heart in the same place, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which another peacekeeper would have known about, I suppose. But maybe he was just like stabbing to wound, or I don't know. Uh, the knife had... missed her heart. Yes. So lucky, uh, uh, lucky her, I guess. And they have a bit of a touching moment where they, they like, I'd, I'd say, like there's a little bit of eyes at each other again at this point, even though she'd been like, uh, yeah, uh, clearly somewhat. Uh, smitten by uh, Larac. Yes, it's a complicated complicated sort of set of emotions that they're feeling here because they're not mm-hmm. they're not smiling flirting at no. each other. Like even the the closing word was uh, uh, was Aaron thanking John and John saying don't mention it. Yeah. What are you doing in here anyway? Oh, I just wanted to um and be there. Thank you. Don't mention it. Why would I ever mention it? 
Why would I ever mention it? Yes. And that's actually kind of cold. Yeah, I suppose, yes. Because, like, she, I think she did see something in, uh, uh, in Iraq yes. that Crichton doesn't have. Like, I mean, and, and Larac was going full courtship on, on her, apparently, because, like, that, that's what you do as, as, as a peacekeeper. When you've got the hots for someone, you ask them to change departments towards yours. <laughs> oh, wow, yes. Oh, it was the 90s and they were different times. Yes, no, that's... That's actually really troubling now that you put it that way. Wow. I mean, that's, that's the impression I got from it, at least. Uh, I, 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 I did sort of like that when, when, when earlier on, uh, Lorac was trying to, to convince. He said to, to Aaron, I've yeah, seen yeah. you're in action. You're being he, wasted here. You know, this might sound funny, but you ever think about going special ops? Me. I've seen you in action. What are you doing in New Star Regiment, huh? You're being wasted there. You're wasting yourself there. <laughs> Plus I... I like the idea of having you nearby. He literally offers to help her transfer towards the uh, commandos or whatever it is, the special forces. Well, he... I, yes... He asked for he asked for an opportunity to try and convince her, which I right. thought was quite a respectful yes, way to it. That is true. You know, if we make it to the Gamak base and we have some time to talk, yeah, maybe like we can to, sit yeah. down and see if we can get you transferred. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very exciting episode, I would say that for sure. We're back to the sort of melancholy uh come down a little at the bit, end. Yes. They've, uh, they've done the positive ones a few episodes and now they're back down to a light, slightly more uh down tempo, down uh yeah. emotion one. And uh I mean it's been a it's been a hell of a ride. So He's he's come quite a long way, our our John Crichton. Yes, uh, like he's actually impersonating the uh, uh, the enemy. I think by this time he's spent enough time among uh, uh, among various peacekeepers to get an idea of how they act and how they interact with each other. Yeah. Uh, once again, this was this was a Crichton plan. I got a plan. You got a plan. I got a plan. So much for that plan. But I got a plan. He came up with a cunning plan. Had yes. to turn this to advantage Which- once again. Total failure. I wouldn't say that. Absolute disaster. I wouldn't say that. It was like the, the plan was sound. It was just like, you know, meddling uh, teenagers who uh, got them uh, got the virus but this out. Is like, I mean, that was like not wrong, nothing wrong with the plan in that regard. I mean, but okay, no plan got, survives contact with, with reality. Enemy. No, true. Uh, 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 and, and a plan that assumes, and then if everything goes right, we'll come out on top. It's <laughs> kind of a bad plan, considering true, their true, track true, record. True, true, true. They, they kind of need plans, and then if everything goes wrong, then we'll come out on top. Okay, now you're talking. That's yeah. the kind of plan that, that will work. Fair enough. So, Willie or Woody? She gives me a Woody. She gives you the Willies. Uh, let me see. My, well, my uh, my Woody definitely goes to the outfits. Like, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, Lerac definitely is a very attractive man, yeah. but God, there's the, those those leather flight suits. They all looked so cool. Uh-huh. Uh, the the jacket slightly unzipped. Like, that is uh, that is very much all, my look. All very cheap plastic buckles, though. Those, those little pinch buckles that yeah, you see. Yeah, no, uh, that is fair uh, to say. Like, uh, they've got quality leather, but they've got the big, cheap plastic buckles that they never seem to close. Sometimes. I mean, it opens with that, with her, with Erin uh, oh, closing yes, them. that's but right. That, that's, that's when immediately when I noticed, like, yeah, I've got those buckles on my bag, you know, there's like yeah, yeah. There's there's sort like of standard issue backpack PK. buckles. Uh, yeah, not very comfortable. Uh, it depends on what underneath. And your uh, willy? Oh my, willy? my willy. Let me see. Okay, so gosh, it, it's actually hard to think about the uh, about the context because everyone did a did a really good job. 
uh, all the all the characters got stuff to do. Zan is once again being relegated. No, no I was going to say she was relegated to the sort of explaining everyone's emotions to right. the audience role but, that she had also, early on. But she's she, also the glue that holds everything together, really. And she got to do a lot of science again. Yes. Uh, like the, the the squeakiest part is maybe the little alien creature, but uh, even yeah. that was kind of cool with the with the lights inside. Yeah, that was a good one. So my willy would go to the scene where uh, uh, infected Crichton just bashes in the uh, ha- oh, uh, Hassan, yeah, uh, Hassan, which actually was uh, I thought had a very strong parallel to when uh, uh, our mad military commander does almost the same thing after he uh, to another ent- one piece to another yeah, one piece to Lieutenant keeper. T, yes. <laughs> And no one outside this chamber knows of the Admiral's orders. I saw to that, sir. Sidling up beside her, uh, casual like, conversation. Oh, are you the only one who knows about this? Yes, okay, thank you. Boom, dead. It took Crichton a lot more effort. Like, he, he actually had to lift one of these implements and, and went bang, bang, Maxwell silver hammer well, on her. yes, but... Apparently he doesn't know that peacekeeper spines are made of paper and you can sort of <laughs> twist them by the chin. <laughs> no. No, I guess. And my Woody was definitely boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you know what? That's actually going to get my willy. Oh, oh, the way the way Crichton is because like, it's yeah, 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 yeah like oh, okay, so that. yeah, yeah, it's Hollywood cool, true. But Crichton, would he have? I mean, when he stepped out off of off of Farscape One, yeah, would he have ever murdered someone? No, probably even not. in these in these in yeah. these in these circumstances, even knowing it's a it's a virus. Well, would I mean, he have hoped to try and save this person? But no, here yeah. Crichton hated uh, uh, whoever was was on there. Like this, mm-hmm. the, it was the, it was it was Aaron's murderer. It was a, a, a romantic rival. Very much so. It was yes. a peacekeeper. And it was a, vi- and it was a virus. Infected all four with a virus. Of those, yeah. yeah, all four of those together. Uh, plenty of reasons to uh, put an end to him, which he did in a very spectacular fashion. It was very yeah. And he uh, he didn't blink in the explosion. Ah, uh, but he did look at it. Yeah, so he's not a cool guy. No. <laughs> because cool guys don't look at explosions. So one thing I also noticed, and this may be touching on the Life on Moya segment a little bit we have. Yeah. It's like, apparently, the center chamber. I don't think they've used that word before. No, I think you're, I think you're right, because we called it the mess and the galley. I'm in the galley with the food. Uh, but now it's been explicitly referred to as the center chamber, which is where they do their cooking and I, eating. Yes, that makes sense. Living central living quarters, social. I mean, eating is usually a social activity among humanoids. So. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. one of the rare universals. Yeah, so that seems to be uh, seems to be good. So, so now it has a name. We know it's called the center chamber. Yes, and now they actually know how to work these microwaves so that the food that cubes turn out to actually be food, be actually tasty food. Yes. So, what are we going to call this episode? Oh, the naming of the episode. Yes. Ooh, okay. So, well, I, I, I was sort of hinting at red leather, yellow leather, which okay. is a, a, a vocal exercise, but that's not quite okay. there yet. I've got two, I, I've got two candidates for a name. Ooh, ooh, One is Sebastian Standoff. Guns and a lot of hands pointed in every direction. So, yeah, okay. No, I, I dig that. Sort of that's like Mexican like, standoff. Right. That's exactly what they've got exactly. when they're on the command. Very good. And the other one would be Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Dargo. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny. Dargo! Okay, you are so good at these. I don't know why I even bother anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that's fantastic. So, yes, eeny, meeny, miny, Dargo. No. <laughs> and that's the story so far, Scape. We'll see you next week with episode... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. 
Right. Oh, what? yes. Okay, so this is normally where we talk about uh, next week's episode, which uh, you probably expect to be uh, episode 119, Nerve, but um, I, have, uh, I have something rather special for you. Ah. Um, now, one of the great experiences that, uh, uh, that bonded early Farscape fans together while we were watching the, uh, the show was the incredible frustration of its irregular programming schedule. Uh-huh. And I want to share that with you. So... When this first aired, this was the 18th episode of the first season, four, se- four episodes to go, mm-hmm. and we had to wait four months four before weesh. we got the, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit like the mid-season breaks they started doing on uh, Battlestar Galactica, the reimagination. Yes, yes, they did a lot of these. Sometimes you'd wait for weeks. Uh, on the flip side, sometimes there would only be a few weeks between the end of a season and the start of the next one. Oh, so okay. that was sometime. Yeah. Um, and so I want to I propose, um, um, oh, oh. Uh, Yes, this is what I'm going to call it. The greatest hiatus. The greatest hiatus. Okay. So instead of going straight on to episode 19, let's take next week to do something else. So just take a, a, a little step back, right. let it percolate, uh, and we'll and we'll have a little a little surprise to see what we're going to do next week. And then the week after that, we'll come back and, uh, and continue Nerve. Because right. we're obviously not going to spend four months doing nothing. No, that sounds like a very bad plan. So you can find us at SoFarscape on Twitter and Facebook. Yes, yes. Okay, this is this is reversing. Uh, the, I know. One of us seems to have uh, absorbed the others. <laughs> <laughs> the script. And, of course, on SoFarscape.com. And I'm Kay. And I'm Kaki. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so Farscape's so good. So good.